Welcome to our afternoon service. We want to make a start, please, with number 88. Hymn number 88, O Come All Ye Faithful. Let's stand as we worship the Lord. And that was good singing. You may be seated. <clears throat> Let's ask the Lord, please, to bless us now in our time this afternoon. Father, we are very thankful, Lord, for the blessing of fellowship around the table today and the enjoyment of having good Christian company and fellowship. And Lord, our prayers continue for this afternoon meeting that we would all be very much aware of the Holy Spirit with us, helping us to understand, helping us to rejoice, writing the Scripture upon our hearts. Bless everyone who will take part in offering praise and worship unto the name of the One who is alive forevermore. So, Father, receive our thanks today. Continue with us now and bless us in Jesus' holy name we ask. Amen. Number 96, we'll remain seated as we sing this hymn.
4. It says, He spake and straightway the celestial choir in hymns of joy unknown before conspire. The praises of redeeming love they sang and heaven's whole orb of alleluia they rang. God's highest glory was their anthem. You know, when the choir of angels joined after the one angel had spoken to the shepherds, they burst out into song, glory to God in the highest. What else could they do? Uh, the, The amazing wonder of what they had just witnessed themselves and of the proclamation of such an announcement by the God of heaven and earth. It is a wonder for us, friends. I pray we'll never will ignore and not let become cold in our hearts. Rather be thankful to the God who has redeemed us. The final verse. Number 94, a little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Verses 1 and 2. Let me read to you a selection of scriptures that highlight the very theme of the incarnation of our Lord Jesus. And the Lord said unto the serpent, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between her, thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne 
of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts today. We're happy to have our sister Dana and uh, Sam and Haley, and also Caleb. They're going to uh, bring an instrumental piece at this time. And then when they play through a couple of times, and the congregation's going to sing a couple of those verses.
Thank you, folks, for playing that today. Then we have some young ladies and a gentleman going to sing it this time. Uh, Daniel is going to play on the piano. And then we have Heather and Faith and also Ruth Santos. Please come. Thank you, girls, for sharing that today, and also Brother Daniel, appreciate playing that today. O come, O come, Emmanuel. And as we learned this morning again, emphasized to us from Matthew's Gospel, 
He is God who has come to be with us, and we rejoice greatly in that. We're going to sing a hymn together. We'll stand as we, ye souls redeemed by Jesus' precious blood. It's a tune that is well familiar with you to you. have another instrumental piece that uh, Daniel Santos is going to be playing on the piano. And then Richard, we're happy that you're here today. Richard's going to play the violin and then also Mrs. McClellan on the organ.
Thank you very much, folks. That was, uh, that was lovely. We appreciate that very much. Our sister Betty Wimela Chandran is going to come now and bring a message in song, and then I'll bring you a short a devotional message. Come along, Betty. Thank you, Betty, and to everyone who has been able to take part today. We really appreciate your ministry and certainly appreciate all of you. And I'd like you to turn for a little time back to Luke chapter 2. I just want to share one verse with you this afternoon as we bring our, our time to a close. A word of thanks to everyone who participated today. Uh, I don't mean the eating as much, but uh, I mean in the bringing of the food. That was good, although I saw a few of you going up a few times, and that was good to know that you were well enjoying yourself and you were good and relaxed. That was a blessing. Don't forget again, ladies, to make sure you take all of your used dishes home with you afterward, because if not, they'll get thrown in the bin. You can pick them up next week. Happy that you're able to do that. Pray the Lord bless you all and give you a special time with family and friends over the holidays, and you will know traveling mercy if you're going somewhere, even on the roads of your local, uh, you need to have the Lord's hand upon you, and that's an important thing. So 
uh, please take our warmest regards to your family and uh, our blessings from the Lord to follow each of you in the gospel. Luke chapter 2. We're going to read from verse number 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Verse 20, we will just think about for a moment this afternoon. It's interesting, you know, when the shepherds had come and they greeted Mary and Joseph, and of course they were there because of the Christ child. It must have been a, a shock to Mary, the events that transpired. She must have been wondering, what does all this mean? From the time the Spirit of God appeared to her when Christ was conceived in her womb, and all the events that transpired through her childbearing, and now the wonder of these shepherds and the message that they have come to convey to her, the Christ child. The reality of all this is still settling down upon her mind. You could imagine that would be the case. She pondered those things in her heart, and she kept them there all through her life and all the way to the cross where she saw that son that she bore hanging on a tree, suffering and dying in agony and pain. Many things that she wondered about and pondered as she went through that time after having given birth. And verse 20 tells us the shepherds, they returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The shepherds returned. What did they return to? Well, the reality is that they returned back to what they had been doing before. They did not give up their livelihood. They did not give up their normal pattern of life. But they went back and continued to serve God in the way they had done before. There is a, a consistency in the life of someone who follows Christ. And when the Lord reveals something in the life, it may well be that there is a new direction that will take place. It may well be that there is a calling that God will place upon the life of an individual. And that calling may lead us to go in a different pathway. But sometimes it's going to be keep going on the earthly pathway that you're on. But it doesn't mean going back to a worldly way. No, that's not what happened in the shepherds' lives here. They returned, but they continued on, their life being now dramatically changed from what they had seen. The shepherds returned. And what was the 
thing that now consumed their life. It was glorifying God. My dear friends, the chief end of every human being is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. But how can you glorify God if you have not first met the Lord Jesus and you know Him as your Savior? Whatever the spiritual state of these shepherds was before this, we don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us anything about that. But we know that they were receptive to hear the message from heaven. They were filled with fear. Their fear was quieted. But then they said, let us go and see this great event. We have just had a revelation from heaven. What are we going to do about it? They went to find out the reality of the message that they had been told And when you come face to face, when we do with the reality of Christ, then we receive Him, we believe in Him, and our life will then redound to His glory. For man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Is that where you are today, friend? Maybe. But maybe you have to say, maybe not. Well, whatever your situation is, may God, grace, and love fill your heart to such a degree that you will have to say, I will glorify Him. I will go on in my life every day. And that's not easy. Because quite frankly, life is hard. Christians have problems like everybody else does. And it's not going to be smooth sailing just because I have a a tag now, I have come to Jesus It's much more than that. It is the deep work of God's grace in the heart that changes a person from the inside out. And But that change does not mean that we are impervious to all the problems that go on in the world around us. We're affected by these things. Yes, we are, because we're just human beings. Nothing different from that standpoint, except that we have been forgiven of our sin. The Lord has placed us on a new path. So there was a spirit of glorifying God and there was a spirit of praising Him. We're doing that today. We're doing that today in our singing. We're doing it as we listen to those who are gifted on their instruments in playing. And there is no greater joy in life but to take the benefits or the talents that God has given to us And let us turn that back for Him again in the praising of His name. I said it not too many weeks ago, and you've heard me say it before, that our worship to the Lord is not to be careless. It's not to be lazy. It is to be that which is an example, a testimony, as we are ambassadors for Christ. We are to speak His Word. We are to sing His Word. We are to be an example to those round about us. Well, let our life from the beginning of the year to the end of the year be a life that has a marked difference about it, that we are those who glorify God in our lives and we praise Him as a testimony. It is the reasonable service that we have to give as Romans 12 and 1 would tell us. It's interesting as they were praising and glorifying God for all the things that they had heard and seen. What were they now? What had they become? Things they heard, things they saw. Now those were things in the physical realm, granted, and they could say, this is reality to us. We have seen those things. We have heard those things. We have now witnessed with our physical eyes. And so they saw and they believed. It was a little bit like Thomas after the resurrection of Christ. He said, I'm not going to believe unless I can see the Lord and put my fingers in the holes in His hands and so on. And when he saw that, then the Lord said to him, Thomas, you've seen and believed, but blessed are those that have not seen with their natural eye and believed, which is all of us here, by the way, who know and have believed in the Lord. But the point is, and we can draw an application from this, no doubt, 
that once you have experienced something different in your life, once the Lord has come to grip your mind and your soul, then you're a different person. You've got a story to tell. What's your story? Your story is, I've been changed from the inside out. How? Because Christ has opened my mind. The Spirit of God has come to reveal Himself to me, and now I know that I've come from the darkness of my sin into the light. Those shepherds at the darkness of that night, when the light shone, it was just like coming from a dark room and the lights are on and now it's illuminated. You can see everything that you could not see before. And that's what it means to trust in Christ and know Him. It's because I've seen and I have heard by faith, not by our physical eye. What has the Lord done in your life, friend? You've been changed because of your relationship with Him. Your life is not the same as it was before. How are you going to relay those things that are now more real to you than even life itself? The reality of the Spirit of God in you. The reality of knowing that Christ belongs to you and you belong to Him. They went about speaking of the things which they had seen and the things that they had heard. And then the last phrase says this, as it was told unto them. This is encouraging for us and a striking thought because there's a tendency that humans have to embellish things that they see. Uh, you know, you've, all, you've seen it before. An accident happens on the road and then the person is supposed to give witness of what they saw. And as they communicate the story, it was something that is beyond, far beyond what they actually happened. And it can be deceptive. We're not to embellish, nor do we need to embellish the story of the gospel. What we have seen, what we have heard, what is revealed to us in God's Word, the Scripture, that's what we are to share. And so let's be careful. We don't have to go outside the Word. No, we are. We do well to stay very close to the Scripture and the simplicity of sharing what has happened to us. We don't need to go beyond that. Ah, oh, friends, today, let us take the message that has come to us by sovereign grace. Let's receive it into our hearts and let us be those living examples that take that message far and wide. Who are you going to come across this Christmas time? Maybe people that you've never met before. What, what are you going to, what's your message to them? Will it be of the change that's taken place in your own heart? Will it be of the mercy of God in your life? I pray, friends, that we will all be living witnesses for our Redeemer, that we will with joy speak of Him, that we will with great enthusiasm, not embellishment, but great genuine enthusiasm for the wonder of our Redeemer. We'll never be able to speak of all the wonders of our Lord Jesus because He is God and we are finite. We are human beings. But we will do what we can. And we will do so by the power of His Spirit that lives within us as we have been changed. We have been impacted by the Word and by the Gospel message and truth. And in that sense, we today will rejoice and we will thank God and we will pray, let this life, let this congregation, let this be a, a rippling, reverberating impact. Let it be as the announcement of the first radio communication that came from Marconi. Let that be the thing that is the beginning of generation of communication. Friends, let us be that sounding board. Let us be those lights and that witness in our time. May the Lord bless His Word and these thoughts to you today. We're going to close our service by singing Joy to the World. And let's stand, please, as we sing.
Simmons play through again the opening verse. We'll watch the words, and then the congregation will also join in on the first verse again. Father, we pray that we will go to our homes rejoicing today with thankful hearts. For, Lord, you have been so merciful to us. We are blessed beyond measure. And I pray that the joy of Christ would enter every single heart today. Father, for those watching our service online today, may they also know blessing in their own hearts and in their homes Bless everyone gathered in person here. Lord, answer our prayer and give to us household salvation. Lord, speak on today. Write your truth upon our hearts and help us to be as those faithful shepherds were, simple men and yet being given a tremendous message. And so let us convey all that we have seen, all that we have heard, all we have experienced of our living and loving Redeemer. Hear our prayer, Lord, today. Part us now in your fear with your rich and mighty blessing. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 